7.40, and as we know, too much social media is not a good thing. And that's why digital strategist Scott Kleinberg is with us to help us find the right balance. He's got some tips and tricks, and Scott, I think it's safe to say we are hooked on social media. Uh, yeah, morning, Bob. I would agree. You know, we wake up in the morning, check our feeds. We check every time we have a break. We sit in front of the TV and we scroll on our phones. I mean, and some of us, we even wake up in the middle of the night and we scroll some more. <laughs> so how do we break the cycle? Well, there's no shortage of ways, but, you know, you can take a big break. You can take small steps. I'm not an expert in terms of medicine, but research shows that, you know, social media can take a toll on our mental health. So any break is beneficial. Everyone is different. So what I came up with is three different ways to lessen your usage from minimum to maximum. So something for everybody. So one would be before you go to bed, just put your phone in a different room. The time we spend scrolling before bed cuts into our sleep time and it wreaks havoc on our eyes because of the light that comes from the screens. So the simple act of putting your phone out of sight and out of mind can steer us in a much better direction. In the middle, you can use your phone settings or an app to control the amount of time that you use an app. So like, for example, on an iPhone, you can use the screen time feature to lock yourself out of the ability to open an app. So you might say, lock Facebook and Instagram between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. weekdays. You can still override it, but seeing the message is meant to persuade you from all that endless scrolling. And then there's the bigger one. Delete all of the social media apps from your phone. This is like the cold turkey version, like the digital detox, where out of sight means out of mind. And when there's no apps to open, the chances are greater that you'll find something else to do. And how long you continue, the detox is totally up to you. But if you consider this, one hour less of social media each day in a week is seven hours a week. So think about what you could accomplish if you had seven extra hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, of those three, I can see a lot of people thinking, yeah, I'll put my phone in a different room when I go to bed. But as far as locking yourself out or deleting apps, <laughs> I mean, that is going to be impossible for most people, don't you think? Uh, of, of the three, uh, which makes the most sense to you? I think I think that's a really, really good point that you had, and I think it's all about your comfort level, and it's all about what you feel you can achieve with minimal disruption. So, like, for example, the different room example that you gave, it, it, that's easy. You, you check your email, you plug in your phone in the other room, you go to bed. The other one, the middle one, setting a time limit, that's quick and easy, too. I mean, honestly, the third one, even though it's the most extreme, I would say it's arguably the easiest. You click on the icons for your social media apps and you delete them. And when they aren't there, you can't click on them. So even, even the, you know, ending the scroll for a short period of time is, is a win. So, you know, I would tell yourself you're going to do it for a week. And then when you hit that mark, ask yourself, should I go another week? And you might be stronger than you give yourself credit for. Now, I know you've been uh, researching this uh, question of why the endless scrolling. What have you come up with? They actually, Bob, they call it doom scrolling. And there's a good reason for that, because there's so much negativity associated with what we see these days on social media. Honestly, I think the main reason for all the endless scrolling is boredom. I really do. I mean, think about your habits. When you don't have anything to do, you reach for something comforting, something familiar. 
for me, honestly, it used to be social media. Now that vice is it's snacking. And I know I'm not alone there. I eat when I'm bored. And another reason, there is so much social media. There's too much social media. Years ago, when we were talking about this, when social media was new, we surfed Facebook. And then there was Twitter. And then came Instagram. But now there's TikTok and there's Snapchat. And there's so many other platforms that have algorithms designed specifically to keep you inside the app. So you get used to using different platforms for different reasons. You use Facebook to keep in touch with friends. You use Twitter to keep up with the conversation. Instagram for photos. TikTok for videos. <laughs> it, it's endless. And if you think about it, that's where the endless scroll comes from. You know what I find very interesting? I've talked about this before. Uh, look around when you're around anybody in any kind of line, and everybody's on their phone now. Nobody yeah. just has idle time. And, and I did an essay for TV uh, quite a few years ago about this, and I was I was looking up how uh, many, many creative people over the years in different fields have talked about how daydreaming is the source of their creativity. The idle mind is a fertile <laughs> one and what has happened to our minds now they're never idle this is not a good thing is it it's not a good thing and you hit on such a really good point our minds are never idle it's almost like if you think about it it's almost like we feel guilty if our minds are idle right because if you're standing in that line to that example and you don't take out your phone you start itching it's like it's like <laughs> any addiction that people have and mm -hmm. it's, it's a real thing I know, and if your mind is idle, not only can you create, but you also remember things that uh, maybe you you forgot and you should be mindful of. And uh, Don't start me on this. This is one of my favorite topics. Uh, more on doom scrolling, and Scott Kleinberg will open up the Genius Bar as well, coming up momentarily. Talking with digital media strategist Scott Kleinberg. Scott, what about the quality of who you follow? I remember you used to talk about that quite often. Oh, yeah, Bob. I mean, and it's always a thing. And it's not just who you follow, but what you follow. So make it a point to follow the people and organizations that bring positivity into your life. What you see in your feed is often a direct result of your follows and your interactions. So there are ways to make the content that you see positive. Doing that would negate the necessity to spend less time on social media, although I don't think anyone would ever tell you not to take a break. But as you were saying earlier in the chat, it really is all about finding the right balance. And finding the right balance is ultimately up to us, isn't it? It, it really is. Even though social media companies are trying to instill better habits in us, TikTok said last week, for example, it's going to start alerting users when they spend too much time on the app. Meanwhile, I just read a story about how a version of TikTok is destined for the dashboard screens in new Mercedes, where mm. drivers will be able to click on the TikTok app and watch videos when the vehicle's parked. So <laughs> it seems mm. like finding the right balance is really going to take some work when you think about stuff like that. But I really believe it's going to be worth it for you in the long run. Let's hope it's only when the vehicle's parked, okay? <laughs> it says it's when it's parked, and I'm holding them to that, Bob. <laughs> uh, and, Scott, when, when you talk about uh, looking at content, looking at positive content and, and getting that in your feed, it reminds me that what goes viral, and unfortunately this is true, uh, the wackiest, craziest, most negative stuff is often what's out there in great quantity, isn't it? 
that's really the hardest part of the balance, Bob. That is truly what happens. Everything that goes viral is the thing that gets the most attention. And people who are trying to purposely make something go viral are trying to attract that attention by thinking, you know, if I fool the algorithm into doing this, then I'm somehow going to be super popular. You're right. It's never the... I mean, I don't want to say never. Sometimes you can have a really good, feel-good story that goes Mm -hmm. viral and it does something. But to your point, it's usually not that. It's usually the stuff that you really don't associate with being positive. So, yeah, it's it's tough when it comes to that. Let's open up the Genius Bar. And and by the way, after our phone problems uh, last week, Scott, a number of people emailed or texted uh, saying the hackers are trying to silence Scott. But we we don't think so, right? (laughs) Never. They will never win, Bob, I promise. (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's get to a question here. John from Indiana writes, I just want to know when we can just use biometrics or thumbprints or just the face ID instead of trying to remember all the passwords. You've mentioned this before. We're heading in that direction, aren't we? We are headed in that direction, and John, it can't come soon enough for me, so just so you know, but yes, to Bob's point, we are heading in that direction. That's actually, like if you have an iPhone, there are these things called pass keys, which are different than passwords, and it's basically what you say. It's the biometrics, it's the thumb, it's the face that will be baked into actual apps. That's the delay. It's every app that's going to be required to make this part of what they're doing. Right now, it's just more of an overall thing on the phone. Once all of these companies come together and once this becomes the norm, then I think five years from now, maybe there will be a time when there's no more actual passwords to type. You think, though, five years, it's not going to be any sooner than that, huh? I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I think you'll start to see more people doing it where there'll be fewer and fewer passwords. But a time when we're actually outside of the realm of passwords, it's just going to take time till it's fully, fully gone. Let me get one more Genius Bar question in here now. And apparently, Scott, we weren't the only ones having phone problems. Listen to this. All of a sudden, my phone calls have been breaking up. A couple of people have commented that I am the only person they have this problem with. It usually starts out okay, but then after talking for a while, it will start to break up. In addition, my voicemail messages are now coming in hours after the phone call was placed. Anything I can do to correct these issues? I have an iPhone and AT&T service. What is really interesting about that is um, the thing where your calls are staticky or breaking up, I mean, that's really, really hard to troubleshoot because that could literally be anything from something on your Wi-Fi that's causing a a disconnection to something in the atmosphere that's causing a, a problem with the signal from the tower. I mean, it could literally be anything. That would also indicate why the voicemails are being delayed, because if something is happening on the network, something would cause those voicemails to be delayed. I can tell you, I have seen that voicemail problem happen on my phone personally a lot more often now, where I know someone's leaving a voicemail, I see the notification that says voicemail, new voicemail, and there's no voicemail for hours. And then Mm -hmm. it just appears. And it drives me absolutely crazy. And I don't really know what's causing it. Yes, I've called before and I've asked about it. And they basically say the same thing that, you know, anything can lead to those types of things. They say reboot your phone, update your software. All those things are important, but they're probably not what it is. So I don't know that there's really a quick fix for it, but know that you're not alone. 
No, uh, that's happened to me, too. All right, well, let us know if you find out more about that, Scott. And a quick reminder, if you want to get a question in, you can email us or text us. The email is bobshow at wgnradio.com, bobshow at wgnradio.com. And the text line is the same as the phone number here, 312-981-7200, 312-981-7200. And, Scott, you invite people to communicate with you uh, directly, correct? Yeah, yeah. I have an email address that you can use. It is digitalstrategy101 at gmail.com. Digitalstrategy101 at gmail.com. I always try to answer every email that I receive. Yes, he does. I can vouch for Scott Kleinberg. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Take care, Bob. Thank you.